With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Running the option on first down. Hagan has it. He has Rome. He's got one man to beat. Now he pitches to Flanagan, and he may take it all the way. Flanagan's in for the touchdown. McKinley Wright from the logo. Welcome into the DNVR Buffs podcast presented by the Colorado XOs. I'm Henry Chisholm, and uh, I just heard from Chris Wilson, Darren Cheverini, and Maurice Bell. I was supposed to be Brady Russell today, but apparently he like ran too fast for whoever was in charge of like stopping him by the Zoom call. Um, and so it was Maurice Bell, uh, who also had some good stuff to say. Uh, so we're going to run through all of that. Um, And that's going to be today's show. I'll be back tomorrow with basically like a preview of the scrimmage on Friday. You know, what what are the big storylines? What are the big questions? I bet you can guess number one. Yeah, uh, the quarterbacks. Uh, But there's some other interesting things that Darren Cheverini said he was looking forward to. Um, So we're going to get into all that. We're actually going to start with Darren Cheverini. But first, I want to tell you a little bit more about the Colorado XOs. So, the Colorado XOs are a rugby team, a 3-and-1 rugby team right here in Colorado. They train at the Rugby Town National Training Center at Infinity Park in Glendale. It's uh, the home of the USA Eagles men's and women's 15s teams. What the Colorado uh, XOs are trying to do is just teach athletes from other sports how to play rugby get them onto that national team uh it's cool stuff you can follow along with dmvr rugby on twitter the dmvr rugby podcast or the written content at the dmvr.com okay so oh my notes just went dark there we go darren cheverini um we haven't heard from darren since before camp today was the fifth practice uh so we got a little bit more of an update Based on what he's seen instead of based on what he had like hoped to see and what they've been working on. Um, he started off by saying, you know, it's great to be back on the field. Everybody's working really hard. We're pleased with the practices so far. Um, getting Brendan JT and Drew Carter going has been good, even though it's kind of tough to see Sam not able to participate. Um, but we're pleased with the progress progress that we're making and it's been good work so far. 
kind of goes along with what we've been hearing from, you know, the first four days of camp from Carl Durrell. Uh, remember, there's the tough practice Monday, but outside of that, it's been basically just positive reviews and another good review about today from Darren Cheverini. Uh, from there, he was asked about Brendan Rice, and he said that Brendan had glimpses of greatness last year. Um, he continues to improve, uh, and he's excited about Brendan, but he's pleased with some other guys too. Of those other guys, first name out of his mouth, Chris Carpenter. Um, talked about the the speed that he has, the the short area quickness that he has, and remember, Chris Carpenter, he was la in last year's recruiting class, kind of the slot receiver. So you had Keith Miller, who was the big guy. You had Montana Lamonius Craig, who's kind of your pro style. I mean, just standard receiver. He's, he's not like 6'4", six, 6'5", six, like Keith Miller. He's not a little slot guy. He's just like a... A, a receiver <laughs> um uh but because that was all one class uh, i should say after talking about chris carpenter he went on to talk about montana lamonius craig um talking about um keith miller as well taking steps and then said that class really reminds me of the 2016 class um which is very high praise because that 2016 class was the one that was LaVisca Chenault, who you may have heard of, uh, Katie Nixon, who you may have heard of, uh, and Jalen Jackson, who is a very explosive athlete who's dealt with some injury troubles at CU. Um, so that's some good stuff. We'd heard that comparison before uh, from Darren that he does feel like this class is that way. I think it, it's been since like last summer that we've talked about it. Um, but Good to hear that that is still how he sees things and good to hear that he's been impressed with uh, those receivers. Uh, he was asked about uh, Katie Nixon leaving and whether that's kind of like a turning of the page because there was that whole kind of group. Um, and he said, what's crazy is that Dimitri and Levante were the leading receivers last year. Um, Katie's an alpha and he owned that room um, and, and it's a loss for sure, but now we're seeing some more growth from that group. Uh, they're still working. They're still making some mistakes, but he's been very pleased with the progress so far. Um, and I, I'm really excited about this group. When you look at it, you know, you have Dimitri Stanley, who's proven at this point. He is just straight up proven at this point. Um, maybe not like a proven all Pac-12 performer, but a starting receiver in the Pac-12. And from there, you have Brendan Rice, who obviously you can be excited about, Levante Chenault, who arguably you could be even more excited about. Um, and then you hear the good stuff about uh, Chris Carpenter um, and Keith Miller and all them. On top of that, there's some vets who we haven't seen all that much of the last couple of years, and it could be their time to jump in. And when you just think of the number of guys, you know, everybody I've named, plus Maurice Bell, who we talked to, um, plus Jalen Jackson plus Daniel Arias, there's there's a bunch of potential big-time players in that group, and the odds of finding the two or three more that you need are pretty good, in my opinion. Um, Darren was asked about Levante next, and Darren started by saying, like, you know, I've known Levante since he was a sophomore in high school, um, and at this point, like, he trusts me, um, he believes in me, and I trust him and believe in him, um, he has a unique skill set, and he said like he's a better route runner than his brother. Um, he has really good hands. There's shiftiness to his game. Um, really, him and his brother, two different players. Darren said, and I, I would t totally agree. Um, and then he said, you know, he's he's had the off field issues, but I truly believe he's maturing. Um, 
good stuff. It's similar to what we'd heard from Carl. Uh, I, th- I think that was last week. Um, and there was actually uh, Maurice Bell was asked about Levante as well and had some good things to say. But we'll get to that later. Um, he was asked about Dimitri Stanley running track. Uh, so Mark Perry is running track. And on top of that, uh, Dimitri just decided to jump in. And I think his first meet is this weekend. Uh, Darren said, like, you know, it, it's <laughs> if he can go get points for the track team, that's a good thing. But, you know, we need to keep developing his skill set on the football field if he's going to make it to the next level. Um, he said, like, we joke all the time, tell him all the time, like, he needs to run like he did against Stanford in every practice and, and in every game and just be that kind of guy consistently. Um, so it wasn't just like this glowing, like, yeah, it's going to be great. A lot of fun. Good, good. Like, uh, it'll keep him focused at it. No, it's like, it's good for him to go gain points. I hope he's having fun. Also, he better keep improving on the field as well, which I honestly like, I feel like that is part of your position coach's responsibility to say like, Hey, have your fun. Absolutely. But also, of can can we go win a Pac-12 championship? And again, like I'm not worried about Dimitri Stanley or anything like that. But that's eh, that's a that's a that's a coach response. Um, he was asked about JT Shrout. He said he's accurate. He has a strong arm. Uh, he and Brendan Lewis are going back and forth every day. I feel really good about that room. Um, and then he he named all four of the quarterbacks again: Sam Neuer, JT Shrout. Um, uh, Brandon Lewis and then Drew Carter. Uh, so Drew Carter's name getting thrown in there again. It doesn't really sound like, let's see, where was, I think there was a, oh yeah, I guess it was that first line. It was about Shrout and Brendan Lewis going back and forth um, every day. That kind of does imply that maybe, yeah, it wasn't Brendan Lewis and JT Shrout and Drew Carter going back and forth and forth or back and forth and back. I'm not really sure. Um, but, uh, so while he did get named, the 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 small part of me that thought that uh, maybe Drew Carter is is really in this thing and has real chance, it, it became just a little bit smaller. Um, there was a, a, a let's see that was last week when Carl Durrell said that he thought the offense last year was a little bit vanilla in terms of motions and shifts and that kind of stuff, uh, and, and Darren was asked what he thought of that, and what he had to say was. Um, like me and Carl talked about that a lot. Uh, we talked about it at length. Um, obviously we didn't have spring football last year. What we had was basically 25 days to figure out how to play a football game. Um, systems depend on personnel. And he said that last year, because there was no spring, they didn't have a chance to evaluate, evaluate players like they would have liked to have. Um, he did say that after last season, they have had a chance to self scout, all of that film and get a better understanding of their players. And on top of that, obviously they do have spring practice this year kind of goes along with some themes we were hearing before camp and into the early parts of camp um, with Carl Durrell, Chris Wilson talking about the importance of evaluating players, knowing what their strengths are, what their weaknesses are and what in particular you want to be asking them to do. Um, not a surprise to hear Darren say something like that. Uh, Brady Russell, I asked about him uh, back when I thought we were talking to Brady Russell today, and uh, he said that right now Brady's running routes on air. He's working back to 100%. Um, We're still holding him off um, for now. 
Um, but we saw the type of player he was early last season. He was dominant in that game that he played, and that's the player that we need him to be this year. Totally agree, because Brady Russell was dominant in that game. I uh, I, I might be turning into a Brady Russell stan. I think that I kind of I kind of was like before, but having that having just one game of him last season, it makes me want more. Tight ends are the best part of football, and I, I will say, you know, the before the bowl game. We were hearing, like, Brady's making the trip. If he has a good week of practice, we're going to try to play him. Um, he's he's really close. And so the fact that he's still working back to 100% right now is a, a, um, a little bit concerning, I guess, um, because it did sound like he was basically through his recovery and he was very close to playing in that bowl game. And it's been a couple months since then. Um, I guess we don't know for sure that it's the same issue that he's dealing with, or maybe it, it went away and then it flared back up, whatever. But um, that it's an important update, I would say. Um, the scrimmage, what he wants to see, Darren said, uh, he wants to see his team be confident and play fast. He says that like the, the systems that they've installed, all that kind of stuff, everything's gone well, but we, again, want to see that in a more realistic situation it's obviously not like a real game but i don't think it's a surprise to hear that that's the answer um from there he said i'm excited to see the quarterbacks and then he said i'm excited to see ashad clayton love to hear that too again i don't know how ashad clayton gets on the field if he wasn't getting on the field last year like if, if jaron mangum was the number two running back like all due respect to jaron mangum Alex Fontenot was the second leading returning rusher coming into last season in the Pac-12. Um, and if Jared Magum was able to box Ashad Clayton out of the rotation, what is Alex Fontenot going to do in that running back two role? Um, it's going to be a battle, and that's not news. We've talked about this a lot, but it is kind of fun to hear Chev say, I'm excited about the quarterbacks. I'm excited to see Ashad Clayton. That's That's... That's where his mind's at. And honestly, that's where mine's, my mind's at too. Um, he also said from there, I'm excited to see the young tight ends compete. We talked about this yesterday. You know, could Eric Olson, a freshman tight end, be a part of rotation? If Darren Chevrini's excited to see his young tight ends, who is leading the way? Eric Olson. Obviously, we got like Caleb Forey in there. There's a lot of good tight ends in that group. Um, I do think that we're going to be seeing some of those guys this season, especially after hearing that. I mean, we, we aren't going to overreact to everything that every coach says for a month. That's just irresponsible, but we're going to react a little bit to it. And I think reacting a little bit to, to the excitement that Darren Cheverini has for Shad Clayton and the young tight ends. I don't know. I'm, I'm down to, I'm, I'm down to get overexcited about this. Um, from there, I just said, you know, want to see him execute, want to see him play fast, all that kind of stuff. And then finally, uh, talking about Maurice Bell, he said he's been working out in the weight room. He's been a little bit limited in the last couple of days, but we're excited to see him take that next step, and he thinks that there's a, a big jump on the way. Exciting stuff there. Um, let's take this break right now. Uh, real quick, if you guys are 
listening to this podcast, which I know you are, otherwise you wouldn't be hearing me say this. Uh, if you want to give me a five-star review on iTunes or Spotify, or I don't even know where else people listen. Like I'm all iTunes, Apple stuff anyway. I've, that is not the point. Um, if you want to give five stars though, would really appreciate it. Also, uh, if you want to become a member at DNVR, you get a whole bunch of really cool things. You get access to all of the written content on the website. You get access to our members only discord server. There's channels to talk about like all the different sports teams here. There's different channels for like music and movies and all sorts of stuff. And people are just hanging out, chatting all day when they're supposed to be working. It's a, it's a really cool, fun place to be. Um, on top of that, right now there's an awesome deal. Uh, if you become a member, you can get a free shirt of your choice from the DMVR locker, a recover holistic stick from holistic wellness. Uh, what's that you ask? Holistic wellness is all about the CBD. The stick we send you packs 10 milligrams of CBD. And this one is focused on recovery. All you do is pop the top of the stick, pour it in any drink, stir and consume. And they are amazing and so easy to use. There's no mess. Again, it's simple. You grab the stick, you pop the top and stir. Check out the reviews at holisticwellness.com. That's H-O-L-I-S-T-I-K wellness.com. Better yet, they're offering our listeners 30% off their first purchase using code DMVR30. Um, get an annual membership, free DMVR shirt, and a holistic stick with a coupon inside. It's a banger of a deal. Um, or again, you can just use that code DMVR30 if you just want to check out a bunch of their CBD stuff. Also, this is your last chance to get in on an awesome deal because it's everyone's favorite tournament of the year. The golfers are in Augusta, Georgia to compete for the coveted jacket. And DraftKings, America's top-rated sportsbook app, is putting you in the center of the action by giving you a shot to land in the green. This week, DraftKings is giving you 100 to 1 odds on the golfer of your choosing to finish in the top 10. If you haven't tried DraftKings, this is the time. Uh, turning $1 into $100 is simple. You just pick any golfer in the field from this weekend's tournament, and if they finish in the top 10, you cash $100. Uh, it's a great deal. Um, and if you aren't into golf, uh, first of all, it's not golf. It's the Masters. You have to watch the Masters. It's the rule. Um, there's also a lot of other sports going on. Uh, so the, the seasons are winding down for the NHL and the NBA. Uh, the MLB is just heat, heating up. There's awesome bets you can make on the NFL draft, which is only a few weeks away. Uh, you could even put in like a futures bet for Colorado to win the Pac-12 or the national championship or something if you wanted. A um, whole bunch of stuff going on. Again, you can download the Top Rated Draft Kings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code DMVR when you sign up, and you'll turn $1 into $100 if the golfer of your choosing finishes in the top 10 of this weekend's tournament. That's code DMVR to turn $1 into $100 for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, Colorado-only, new customers-only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Uh, Breckenridge Brewery. We love Breckenridge Brewery. Um, what have I been drinking recently? Honestly, I haven't had like a, a, a alcohol in a while now. I should probably deal with that. I guess what? It was Saturday. Saturday, I had some strawberry skies watching. Oh, there's a bunch of sports on. There was a Rockies game on. Uh, they, they lost to everyone's surprise at that bar except for mine. Um, 
doesn't matter. We don't need to bash the Rockies every day. That would get kind of old. Point is, Breckenridge Brewery, so many great drinks, including a bunch of seltzers that they just released recently in the last couple months. They're called the Good Company Seltzers. There's five different flavors. They come in a 15-pack. In a it's awesome. Uh, if you go to the Breckenridge Brewery website, you can find the beer locator, put in your zip code, you click on whatever product you're looking for, or products if you're looking for multiple, and then it'll just show you on a map where you can go to pick up any of those things. And usually, I guess I live near a, a lot of people in a lot of different places but like within a few blocks there's usually an option to buy whatever it is that i'm looking for um so breckenridge brewery also the farmhouse is open so check that out good food down in littleton um chris wilson the defensive coordinator also spoke today um he said you know we're through five days of camp there's been a lot of positive things uh it's been a chance to kind of sit back develop some guys um, there's a lot of carryover from year one to year two, obviously some changes, some terminology changes, that kind of stuff. But the general message from Chris Wilson was so far so good. Tough to complain about that. Uh, first question was about John Van Deest. Uh, Chris said he's doing well. Uh, he's in optimal shape. He's a good decision maker. Um, he, the, the linebacker positions, the inside linebacker position is the only position that's tied to the front seven and the back seven, um, that, that puts a lot of pressure. You have to be in charge of like putting guys in the right places. They need to be able to call the defense. And, and those are John Van D's strengths. According to Chris Wilson, uh, he says they plays really decisively. He knows, um, where he's supposed to be and he does his job. Um, which I mean, is kind of been what we've said about John Van Deest. You know, he, he, he hasn't been the most like explosive playmaker, you know, it, Carson Wells, like led the country in tackles for loss. Like so far that, that hasn't been what John Van Deest has been for the buffs. What he has been is a very reliable player at a position that is one of the toughest to fill in I'm not even just college football, but in the NFL, finding somebody who has all of the different tools that you would look for in a linebacker is not easy. And so finding somebody who can not make any mistakes, maximize their abilities, that goes a long way. Um, from there, uh, Chris was asked about his defensive line and whether they were a little bit banged up. And he said, you know what? After day one, you're never healthy. But no injuries, nothing that's like notable. He, he credited guys like taking care of themselves. He credited uh, the the strength coach Shannon Turley for helping them prevent some of the soft tissue type of stuff. Said so far they're staying healthy. Um, asked about Terrence Lang in particular, what he needs to improve upon. Uh, the answer from Chris: He needs consistency and fundamentals, technique, and effort. That's it. Um, he he started off actually by saying, you know. He's an NFL type guy. He has the body. He has the tools. It's just about play in and play out, showing that you are that type of player. And I would, uh, I would agree. I would agree. Um, Janaz Jordan, he said, uh, Janaz, it was a pleasant surprise from a year ago. Uh, we need consistency, or he needs consistency. A, a lot of defensive line coaches have kind of rotated through CU recently. Um, but now that there is a little bit of continuity, Chris says he thinks that guys are really bought in um, because of that consistency and because they, they can see what 
Colorado is doing is working. You know, they hadn't had a winning season in two, three years, and then they went and did it. Um, last question for Chris Wilson was mine. I was just curious about Robert Barnes now that uh, Chris has had a chance to watch him play in like five practices. And he said, you know, he's a guy who's played a lot of ball. Uh, he's a lot of quality reps under his belt. Um, he's won some major championships with Oklahoma. Um, and again, went back to the thermostats versus thermometers guy. He's a great leader. Um, knowledge of the game is very good, and he's growing into the role. Um, and then finally, we heard from Maurice Bell. Like I said, it was supposed to be Brady Russell. Um, I'm sure we're going to be hearing from Brady at some point soon. Um, also kind of fun to hear from Maurice. Uh, first question was like, you know, uh, Darren said, you are capable of taking a pretty big jump this year. What do you need to do? And what he said is, I need to be consistent. Um, I need to be dominant every day. Um, I need to be reliable. And that's where my jump can come from. Uh, then, and this was the the thing that I teased earlier, he was asked, who have been the leaders filling in for KD in the receiver's room? Immediately, immediately, uh, Marie said, definitely Levante. Um, me being one of the oldest, like I I've definitely taken a step there too. Uh, Jalen Jackson is the other guy who's uh, is has been there as long as Maurice has, and he said that he's also doing that. But if you had to pick one guy, Levante has stepped up and he's shown a lot of maturity. It's it, I think that this is probably one of my favorite developments from this camp because I think we're we were all a little bit worried about Levante, you know. I think if any person you know winds up with a DUI, you're you're worried about him. You know that that's just the nature of DUIs. Um, and for that to happen and to have you know a couple other traffic incidents, whatever happened, it it was a tough stretch for Levante. Um, to hear though, we've we've now heard obviously Maurice Bell say that he has grown up. Darren Cheverini has said the same thing. Uh, Carl Durrell has said the same thing. I can't remember if there have been any others, but but the fact that we've had not just these guys say like ah, you know, there we're seeing improvement. No, it's definitely Levante is the guy stepping up to be a leader. Um, Chev saying you know I know him for a while, I trust him. He has matured a lot. Um, again, a guy who's known for a long time. The, the fact that everybody has had these things to say, and they weren't just like, there. there's defending a teammate, and then there's giving a glowing review to a guy. Um, and to, to hear so many people say good things about Levante, it, it should make you feel a bit more confident. And that reminds me, you know, Antonio Alfano, we haven't talked about yet. He's heading to Independence Community College, uh, the the home of Last Chance U, or I think that was like the first two or three seasons of Last Chance U, and then they went to another school. Um, but, you know, all of Antonio's issues weren't necessarily his, his own fault. You know, whether it's like the family stuff with his grandma getting sick, um, whether it's the the epilepsy that popped up and took away, I mean, quite a, a big chunk of his his football season, football year. I don't know what I'm saying, uh, but basically that was like nine months where he couldn't really get better. And I don't even know how he was able to stay in shape. But on top of that, there were obviously 
some other underlying problems or factors at play. And he's a guy who wound up, you know, transferring from Alabama because things didn't work out there to Colorado. And then things didn't work at Colorado. And as you know, we kind of expected, you don't get many third chances in college football. Those scholarships are are too valuable. Now he has to go prove himself at junior college. And I totally wish him all of the luck in the world. And, and he has plenty of capability to get back into college football for the 20 or division one college football for the 2022 season. But his, his path has been very difficult, and some of that has been his own fault. You look at a guy like Levante who had the troubles that he had um, recently, and, and again, those are not necessarily over. You know, the fact that he's made mistakes recently means that, I don't know, I mean, you see the, the DMX video that came, not the DMX video, the one that I scrolled through Twitter and saw today um, with everything going through him. And there's like the him talking about how you don't necessarily just like trust everybody, but you trust people to be who they are. And if, if a guy is one way, then you should expect him always to be that way. And if he's not, it may come as a surprise, but more often than not, you're going to know what to expect. With uh, Levante, he hasn't been on campus enough for us to really know who he is. He has been on campus long enough to, to make a couple of mistakes. Were those outliers? Were those just things that he can learn from? We just don't know. And it's good to hear that he's back on the right path because you're an arrest away or maybe two arrests away from saying, okay, things didn't work out at Colorado. And when you leave Bama, you're going to get an, an option somewhere in the power five Antonio Alfano had Colorado he may have had others when you're transferring out of Colorado because of whatever behind the scenes issues are going on you're you're dropping down to the group of five maybe you're dropping the FCS who knows you might be going straight to to junior college and Levante, you know, had two strikes and I'm not sure a third would have been what really breaks the camel's back or anything, but I, you, you can feel more comfortable in this situation now, I think. Um, again, it's not over. Being a responsible person for two or three months doesn't necessarily mean that you're now a responsible person, but it's definitely a great start and... I'm encouraged. I'm encouraged. Uh, from there, uh, talked about Brendan. They said the competition is fierce. Um, both him and JT are doing good things, uh, doing great things. He said they're going back and forth. Uh, JT and Brendan are both throwing good balls. They're not shying away from the competition. They're not letting the competition affect their game. Um, it's good stuff. Good stuff. Um, he did seem pretty enthusiastic when talking about them both making very good throws. Another good sign. Um, he was asked about Makai Blackman, Christian Gonzalez, the starting corners last year. I think fair to say likely starting corners this year. What uh, Maurice Bell said was Christian has elevated his game so much versus last year. Uh, he's confident. He knows the defense well. Um, and overall, just he was very impressed. Uh, he also said, me and Makai, like, we've been going at it forever. Uh, we've been around here 
playing these positions for forever, so we've been lined up a lot. He's he's good. He's really good, and that really hasn't changed. Um, he was asked about uh, Carl Durrell, who was a well-known receivers coach in the NFL. You know, it seems like for the first month, whenever we talk about Carl Durrell, it's like, okay, here's here's what he did, here's who he is, and you go through the list of accomplishments. But it's been a while. You forget, you know. He was he coached the first wide receiver duo to each have 1,000 yard seasons in the same year with Ed McCaffrey and Rod Smith with the Broncos. Um, he's uh, he turned Devonte Parker into a monster after Devonte Parker was seen as a, a, a not a bust but certainly a disappointing pick. Um, the list kind of keeps going from there, but. Carl Durrell, one of the best wide receivers coaches in the NFL for a while. If I were a wide receiver in Colorado, I'd be pretty excited about him being my coach. Um, and what Maurice said was, when he comes over, we all listen to him with an open ear. He definitely has a higher expectation for us. Um, he has high expectations for the entire team, but especially for this wide receiver group. Um, and again, he said, like when he gives advice, it's good advice. And everybody knows who he is and the reputation he has and you know that's useful stuff uh he was asked about returning kicks and he said that he is uh he's he, i guess he didn't say like i'm going to be a kick returner but he said like i'm still in the mix like but because he was a kick returner last year you do expect him probably to get that job again who knows i guess if he's a bigger piece of the offense then maybe not um had the two, two touchdowns last year he said he should have had three touchdowns last year he said, uh, this year, we have to get at least five. Um, he said he's been getting ankle tackled. And that's not okay. And he said he likes kick returning because he just likes to have the ball in his hands in general. Not a surprise coming from a wide receiver. Um, he was also asked, like, outside of Makai and Christian, like, any other cornerbacks really stand out? And he said, there's been a lot of rotation this year. And honestly, I'm seeing a lot from everybody. Uh he said Jalen Stryker, that was the first name out of his mouth. Uh, Tariq Luckett was next. And he said all those guys, though, they have chips on their shoulder. Um, and everybody's getting opportunities. Everybody has the opportunity to ball. Um, it's good stuff. It's good stuff. I think that's it for today. Um, I will be back tomorrow, like I said, uh, kind of talking about the big storylines heading into camp. Obviously, the quarterbacks... I think now that Darren Cheverini said Ashad Clayton, I think I think Ashad Clayton. We could even throw those tight ends in there too. I don't know. I'll, I do know that I'm excited to. Uh, I guess first I'm I'm gonna figure out what I need to write about today, but then there's like this triple header, and actually it's it's seven fifteen now, but six forty the Rockies game started, and at seven the Nuggets and Avalanche both started. And I'm just going to watch some sports, write about some sports, and then think about uh, what the big storylines are tomorrow. And I will let you know what I what I come up with probably tomorrow morning because it's going to be kind of a busy day. Um, and then Friday, I will be in Boulder to watch the first scrimmage of spring. I'm excited about that. And uh, there will be another podcast up Friday night talking about what I saw. Um, that's going to do it for today, and I will see you guys tomorrow. They like my Colorado sway Cause when I'm in it play I don't really, I don't really know just how to act And when I'm in it go You know I'm acting bad Holly get a bus with my Colorado sway My Colorado sway My Colorado sway I think they like, I think they like my Colorado 
Wait. 